WrestleBuddies GameSpot's wrestling podcast filled with wrestling, friendship, and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring, back from WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas, uh, where Chris and I went and saw SmackDown, uh, the Hall of Fames. Uh, Chris saw the NXT Stand and Deliver pay-per-view in the morning. Uh, we went to WrestleMania for two nights and then to Raw, and we both had indigestion and acid reflux the entire time. Chris is not here. Interesting story behind all of this. As you probably know, we did a bunch of interviews at WrestleMania. However, after recording the night two reactions, my microphone died. It crapped the bed. It did not work any more at all. That's a situation we were left in. Uh, so we did not get to record episode 100, which is next week, and we will be doing it. We just didn't get to do it in person. We did get three episodes together in person, smack ideas, uh, and then night one and night two reactions. So I don't have a mic. And because of that, we didn't get to record this episode together, which we talked about. And this is just all of the interviews we did at WrestleMania with wrestlers. We've got uh, AJ Smiles, Austin Tahiri, Becky Lynch, uh, Braun Breaker, Jimmy Hart, Naomi, Rhea Ripley. And I haven't listened to it back to it yet, but there is a Tamina interview in here. And I'm not sure if we're going to use it because that's was used for a piece on GameSpot.com about the 2K uh, match made in heaven wedding that we went to. Go read that piece. I know WrestleMania happened like a week ago, a week and a half ago at this point. Go read that piece. It's fun. We talked to a couple that got married uh, in front of people at like the Access Superstore. Uh, it's a, just a nice piece. And uh, go check out all of our coverage. I know you don't really care about live reviews or live, or sorry, regular updates and reviews and whatnot of WrestleMania, but we got some good galleries up there. We have a lot of fun stuff from our weekend. Dallas was a trip. Uh, man, there's so much I love and hate about Texas all at the same time. Uh, it's so hard to put into words. I've been trying to explain it to people because that was my first time in Texas. Uh, man such a very people in Texas are so nice. This was something I told Chris when we were kind of like hanging out um, on a corner one night, not like doing anything illegal. We were just kind of waiting for an Uber from uh, AT&T stadium, by the way, AT&T stadium rules. I love it so much. Anyway, we were sitting on a corner talking and I said, like, if we were at an event in Chicago and we were just kind of like waiting around for an elevator or something, and there were employees standing around that work at that venue and we tried talking to them, they would have been the meanest human beings possible. They would have been awful. However, at AT&T stadium, like we found ourselves like you're stuck in a spot waiting, like an employee of that place would come up to you and be like, Hey, you having a good time? I'm like, yeah. How about you? Like, Oh, I'm having a great, like you have, would have such wonderful conversations with like people at these venues. Everyone was so nice. Uh, like sincerely nice. Not, what I would call California nice, which is very mean, but you say it with a smile. Uh, yeah, everyone was just so nice in Texas. Uh, there were some weird moments where like it got a little weird in, in Uber rides where like one of our drivers was just like, oh, women wrestling. I'm like, wait, what? And he kind of said it almost out of nowhere. Uh, I had a few moments where I was yelled at for wearing a mask inside of a car. It's again, 
some great people in Texas, some not so great people. I don't know how I feel about Texas. I'm very conflicted. This is not a black or white situation. Anyway, interviews. So I'm going to do um my my I'm going to I'm going to be honest with you guys. My audio from WrestleMania interviews was not really recorded to be on the podcast. I recorded it to kind of transcribe it, write something later. Um, I guess maybe it was recorded to be on the podcast. Who knows anymore? My brain is, that's where I'm at. The audio isn't up to my quality. What, what I would like audio on a podcast to sound like I haven't, I, I was using a task cam, uh, which a task cam I haven't used. I mean, like since way before the pandemic, Maybe San Diego Comic-Con 2019 was the last time I used this task cam. New York Comic-Con 2019. That's the last time I used it. Uh, so I hadn't really messed around with the task cam in a while. And a task cam, if you don't know, it's just a handheld recorder. It's a very nice handheld recorder. It's been like my go-to recording device for ever since I've been like a, a traveling journalist doing interviews. So this is going back to like 2010, maybe when my first time going to a Comic-Con. Uh, it's a, it's an old piece of tech. It, you know, it cost me a few hundred dollars when I originally got it. It was my first big purchase. Blech. It was my first big purchase for this job, but, uh, it's not, it's just not up to par for me and that's okay. But these, we, we do ask so many wrestle buddies type questions. Uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear some of this stuff and I am going to go out on a limb before you hear anything. You know, I'm going to say the three best interviews from this, these sessions that you'll hear Austin theory or Austin Tahiri, uh, Becky Lynch, and then Naomi. Uh, I am really pumped for you guys to listen to these. So we're going to jump right into it with AJ styles. So like, let's get into it now. Okay. I'm going to hit you with the most hardball question. Okay. This entire weekend. Um, my four-year-old son uh, calls you AJ Smiles. It's fair. At what point in time? Fire Pro Wrestling <laughs> character a couple years ago. At any point in time, should I tell him to stop? No, no, no. Don't tell him to stop. He'll figure it out on his own. You know, I mean, it make him to that point and be like, wait, are you talking about AJ Styles? No, it's, it's AJ Smiles. <laughs> and then they'll, his classmates will be like, no, dude, it's Styles. I would like him to hold on to that for his entire life. I'll be AJ Smiles. I'm okay with that. Okay, that's perfect. That's great. I don't, I don't feel bad. A, like I said, he's a legend in Fire Pro Wrestling, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, how are you enjoying 2K22? Well, I'd love to tell you how much I've been playing it, but learning curve, uh, I just, I, guys, I, I, I don't do it. I, once you find a game that you love uh-huh. and you've learned how to play it and through all the buttons and stuff you got to do, you will only play that that game until it gets so annoying. You you know, or something happens, you break it. So I'm on. I'm still on PUBG. It's been years, and uh, you're still on PUBG. Still on PUBG. I made the jump to Fortnite, and I felt bad about it at first. Yeah, we call you like, traitors. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I felt bad about it at first, but then they let me download Will Smith as a character that I could play as, and like, so I'm Will Smith from Bad Boys for Life, and that's really cool. It, uh, you know, they did. They do have some freaking cool characters. <laughs> that's the one thing that they keep doing well is they find ways to get people to keep playing this game. Mm-hmm. Nobody does it better than them. My kid, about, I don't know, six years ago, spent like 200 bucks. I was going to kill him on the credit card, you know, so they're really good at making sure they, they make money even though it's a free game, right? Yeah. 
like so much money. It really is insane how much money they're raking in on this free yeah. game. Uh, right. I was say, uh, so kind of looking at WrestleMania as a whole, what is your favorite WrestleMania moment or the first thing that comes to mind that you love? I mean, it, my first thought was uh, when I wrestled Chris Jericho mm-hmm. and I walked out and I was like, oh my gosh, here at the stadium. And it was just a sea of people. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's my first WrestleMania, 100,000 people. It was pretty unbelievable. I, w- I was I was here for that. Like it, you you can't. There's no way to properly explain how massive that crowd is. It's the biggest crowd I've ever seen assembled for anything. Yeah, it's it's unexplainable. Really, you have to. There's a picture of me walking out, and I'm just like, yeah, but I'm really like, holy crap, you know? <laughs> it's it's awesome. Well, you've been through the two extremes because then you also had a WrestleMania where it was literally you and The Undertaker yeah. fighting in a field. Well, yeah, a <laughs> graveyard, right? Yeah. Like, what, like, A, how, like, you were Undertaker's last match. Like, what, what's, what is having that honor is like, especially this weekend as he's going into the Hall of Fame? But B, that was a really weird period for all of us everywhere, and you were a part of one of the most, no, flat out, the most bizarre WrestleMania. Yeah, well, I mean... It is what it is, right? Like we, I'm I'm just glad I didn't have to wrestle the Undertaker in front of no one in, in a ring. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a cinematic match, which was awesome. Uh, yes. So the, the people responsible for putting that together did an amazing job. Uh, Triple H was a big part of that. So um, man, I'm just thankful that I was able not to uh, only be his last match. That's great and all, bittersweet because it was his last match. Right. But I was a part of it and. He felt good enough to go, you know what, that's the one I'm going to hang my hat on. Yeah, you get to, you get, he gets to end on what I, a great note to me because that I was agree. incredibly fun. Absolutely. Uh, you, you never knew how people were going to react to it, right? Because right. it is a cinematic. But uh, everyone loved it, it seemed like. And, I mean, it was fun. It, it, and knowing the chemistry that we had, that, you know, there were no retakes between him and I. It was all on the fly. Dang it! If I, how what would it have been like if we were in the ring together? You know, mm-hmm. so there there is that regret, but also the the privilege of being his last match, getting to work with him was great. All right, like maybe I'm over exaggerating about how bad the audio was. It's bad, but like it's not the worst thing ever. You know, it's not me coughing constantly on every single episode of this show, or that clicking from my chair that doesn't stop. Look. Every week, this chair. Anyway, I'm going to let you guys know there is stuff getting cut out, cut out of these interviews because there's topical stuff for that time. It's like, hey, tell me about your WrestleMania match, wrestler man or a woman who will be champion. And then they talk for like a minute about it. That stuff is great. That stuff was used for our articles. We don't need that in this show, even though this is kind of a WrestleMania 38 wrap up type of show with interviews. We just want to talk to you about the silly stuff, like my son calling AJ Styles, AJ Smiles. Anyway, let's get right on to it. Austin Tahiri. Two years ago, three years ago at this point. Three years ago, 2019. Time is is meaningless. Uh, We saw you at an Evolve show, like, Mania Weekend, we're in New York, New Jersey. You're on the Evolve card. Yelling, yelling Austin Tahiri. Oh, this is me and Kyle. Yes, yes, yes. And now you're on WrestleMania. Yes. Vince McMahon is your mentor. Yes. And you're in one of the marquee matches of the show. Yeah. What's that like, dude? Dude, I have no idea. That's wild. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. 
everything's so fast. I think, uh, yeah, from that point to now, you know, like even uh, with being drafted within the past year, you know, my first Royal Rumble, uh, that was like one of the biggest crowds I've ever performed in front of. I think it was like over 40,000, um, you know, going to Saudi Arabia, doing the Elimination Chamber, being in there with Brock Lesnar, main event in Madison Square Garden with Brock. It's crazy. And then I'm, you know, sitting with uh, Mr. McMahon and, you know, we're doing backstages together. And like you said, the match this Sunday, like how big of a deal it is, uh, it's, it's crazy. I think sometimes when people ask me, like, how does it feel? It's like, man, well, probably how you think it feels, like just insane, you know, and it's a lot to, to take in, but it's cool to be reminded, like, you know, how you guys reminded me about Evolve, like, it's cool to be taken back to that, you know, and remember, like, the journey we get here, because for a lot of people that see me right now in WWE, they think I just started, right? Yeah. you know, which I did just start, you know, making it happen in WWE, here. right, exactly, but it's like, man, like, since 2016, you know what I mean, so it, it's just a slow process, but um, I'm grateful for all of it. I'm sure it's a lot to process, too, just kind of like a, a giant jump from doing indie shows and indie shows to being on television every single week. Yeah, yeah. And then just the uh, the adjustment and the expectation of you. It kind of puts you in that, like, that water that you either thrive in or you just fucking sink. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just think it's like one of those things. Like, you just gotta, you gotta always be wanting to go for the next thing and you always want to, you know, keep just going after that next goal. Because once you start getting comfortable or hanging out, that's when stuff starts kind of mm-hmm. deteriorating. So... Well, like, you also are in an interesting position that nobody else is in where you are on camera with Vince practically every week. Yep. A, what's it actually, like, what, like for you as someone who grew, like, we, we all grew up fans of this, and we know the Mr. McMahon character from TV. What's it like working with him, and what's the thing, what is the thing, the biggest thing that you'd say you learned from him? Take, take so I always say uh, the biggest thing that I learned is, like, the aggressive respect like, always going after what you believe in, but being respectful about it. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a way to uh, go about it the wrong way as well. Um, but where the respect comes in, I think it's just always showing, like, you know, that, hey, I'm willing to do this, but, you know, I have ambitions for this idea, or I think this would work. Just kind of always showing that passion and, and, and bringing that forward. Um, I think that's something I learned from him. And then just, like, when we're doing the vignettes and we're sitting there, at first, it was, you know, and it still hits me because it, it, I remember a time when we were doing one, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stare into his eyes. <laughs> like, but I was just like, this That's is crazy. That's what everybody would do. Yeah, it's insane. I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, It happens so fast, too. And we've already done so many, and it's like, it just feels like they all just went by so quick, you know. But, um, yeah, I just think when you think of, you know, the world of sports entertainment as a whole, that's definitely, you know, the first head on that Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there trying to process all this at 24, and I'm like, all right, it's crazy. While building a powerful catalog of selfies, I might add. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you don't release this as a copy tape of one day, <laughs> I might as well, right? Like, there, there's gonna... Also, I got to ask about the rock. The, the, what was it? The egg. It was the egg. The egg. The My egg. apology. Oh, the red egg. Notice. The egg. As you're in this, this what, how this is unfolding, what's your mind? Like, it, it's so... It's such a bizarre but really engaging and intriguing piece of television. So here's the thing, right, is how a lot of this works is day of. 
So think about it. The day of, you're like, hey, dude, you stole a $100 million egg. I'm like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? Like, hold on. Wrestling. I, just, I was in Survivor Series the night before. Team Raw won. I was like, okay. And then now I stole an egg. Like, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, like, there's this egg. Like, it's Vince's egg. Um, you stole Vince's egg. So I'm like, okay, like, what does this mean? And then they're like, yeah, you and Vince are going to have a thing today. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, it's just crazy, but that's how everything works, you know? It's just very, like, day of, you know? And, and I think that's what keeps it exciting. But also, too, I think it keeps that, like, realism in the characters. Like, you're like, because the characters experience in that, they just found out about that, you know? So it's something really cool to just, I feel like that's why WWE, like, anything can happen. Because it really can, you know? Day of, you know, people think everything's so planned. It's wild. Anything can happen like a Netflix egg makes its way into reality. And that's what makes it so much fun. And, like, the whole WWE is just this, like, wild thing. Anything can happen, you know? We have Johnny Knoxville. From Jackass yeah. in WrestleMania. Like, I used to watch him all the time. It's crazy. Hey, get ready for a wild ride because we are talking to Becky Lynch, who was firing on all cylinders. You guys have no idea. Hey, Becky Lynch. I don't know if you know this, WrestleMania is this weekend. It's kind of WrestleMania. I was wondering why all these people. Yeah, it's what all the traffic's about. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited. Very excited. Going to steal this freaking show. Love it. Love it. Well, I mean, look, between you and Bianca, I don't know how that can not happen. Yes. Like, no. Holy cow. I think this is um, this has probably been um, one of the, if not the best and biggest build-ups and one of the biggest matches in WrestleMania history. The only two women to have ever won the main event of WrestleMania going head-to-head, main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. And I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got a lot of spite. I've got a lot of venom in my, in my heart right now. Mm-hmm. After every, she, everything she's done. It wasn't personal before. I just beat her in 26 seconds because I'm better than her. I just beat her in 26 seconds because I'm so freaking good. But now, now she's come at me. She's, she's scarred my body. She's crushed my throat. And now she's cut my hair. And so, so, Bianca, if you thought, if you thought 26 seconds was bad, Wait till WrestleMania. But the hair turned out great, so it, it, did, it doesn't matter. It, it did, really the jokes on her. her yeah. The jokes on her, man. She tried to embarrass me. You can't embarrass me. I'm embarrassable. Un- unembarrassable. Yeah, that's right. You, that's no, right. you just, I just you can make up, up words. words. I just, right, that's what you do when you're big time. You make up words. You invent words. Not make up words. You invent words. Speaking of big time, like, obviously, we all have insane love for the man. But, like, big time backs, I'm, first of all, the fashion has really come alive in the last few months. Where are you getting these inspirations from? Because holy cow, you look fantastic. Thank you, thank you. I don't know that I get inspirations. I just go, wow, that looks freaking insane. Let's wear that. And then uh, I've got a guy, King Troy, who's awesome. And sometimes he'll go, hey, this is this looks insane. Wear that. And I'll go, oh, yeah, that looks insane. I'm going to wear that. Do you have and a sunglasses so, guy? Uh, the shades are a key component. I have I have a little store that I frequent that often often restocks insane sunglasses, and I really dig them. I really dig them. Are they holding the the craziest ones for you? No, but I should get them too. I should I get mean, them too. I am. They the should champ. be. Without I am the chance. That's intelligent. 
Uh, what, what else are you looking forward to this weekend? Obviously, that, like, there's a lot oh, of... Oh, to see who Seth camera. Rollins is going to face. Oh. Who's Seth Rollins going to face, man? I mean, if Twitter is telling me anything, it's Marco Stunt. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. He's going to crush him. Yeah, yeah. He's going to crush gonna him. He's going to crush whoever it is. He's gonna, oh, he's going to freaking stomp him in 24 seconds. The two of us will have a really easy night. I'll beat Bianca in 10 seconds. He'll have Marco Stunt done in freaking 24. We'll head off, get a few tequilas, throw it down, look after the baby. It'll be a great time. <laughs> has, uh, like, I'm realizing that, has there ever been a more fashionable pair? Absolutely not. Mystery? Iconic. Because, like, Iconic. holy crap, like, he's also really turned up the looking in... Incredible. Yeah. Like, man, so we're speaking cues from you, correct? Um, I mean, look, look, I may have been the person to put the bug in his ear. Together, we're just unstoppable, freaking ridiculous couple taking over the world. We're too good for t-shirts and jeans. We're yeah. too good for t-shirts. We're, we're done with looking like the schlubs. Can't be looking <laughs> like the schlubs out there in the freaking audience. They turned their back on me. So I said, all right, all right, you want to turn your back on me? You think I'm one of you? Well, I'm not one of you because I don't look like one of you, I don't dress like one of you, I don't freaking walk like one of you, talk like one of you, etc. Hey, that was fun. Becky Lynch is a delightful person, constantly in character. Let's go to the next person. At the time, he was not a champion, but now he's a champion. Because time is a thing that moves forward, and sometimes things have... This is going to be a very heavily edited, cut-down interview. You're just going to get one question. We're talking to Braun Breaker. You're just getting one question. That's it. Obviously, this is WrestleMania weekend, huge weekend. You're going, you're fighting for the title of Santa Deliver. Your dad's going into the Hall of Fame. We're going to hit you with the most important question you're going to get today. What was it like feuding with uh, Chucky? You had a very brief interaction. There was a very brief moment where, like your father, Chucky the psychotic <laughs> killer doll yeah. trolled you on television. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, man, I, uh, <laughs> I, was just, I was just focused on fighting. You know, I didn't really... It's a, you know, it's, I, a weird, I don't know. it's just such a weird piece of wrestling that like we're fascinated by. Because I'll like, say this, I think it's yeah. cool that um, you know, twenty years ago or how thirty years ago, whatever it was, when my dad had an interaction with him and I get the same. You know, that's cool. It's, it, 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 it's a bookend. That, that's long what term, I like. you know, long yeah. term. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> we did it, guys. We talked to Braun Breaker and asked him about the time. He talked to Murder Chucky Doll from Child's Play. Murder Chucky Doll! That's exactly the way it's supposed to be said. Um, we did it. I'm continuing alphabetically with how the interviews are laid out in my uh, my area where I pick sound files. Um, Jimmy Mouth from the South Heart was there, and he was just hanging out like with a buddy. No one was interviewing. It was so weird because, like, Jimmy Hart's there. Jimmy Hart's been to, like, every WrestleMania. He's been a part of WWE forever. I don't know if he's been at every WrestleMania. But he's been to, but he, like, he's been a part of WWE forever. And he's just kind of standing in the in this press room, and no one's talking to him. And Chris is like, 
we should probably talk to Jimmy Hart. I'm like, yeah, we probably should. It's the guy that has the megaphone. I mean, that, if you're not a wrestling fan, maybe that, and you were alive in the 80s, uh, you probably would wreck it. Guy with megaphone. Manager extraordinaire. So Chris went and got a handler. I was like, hey, can we interview Jimmy Hart? And they're like, yeah, of course you can. And then we did it. And, uh, oh, my phone's vibrating. It's Chris messaging me in the work slack. Oh, Chris, get out of here. He's my boss trying to tell me to do my job. I'm already doing my job with this podcast, you bum. You're Chris, you're not a bum. Uh, anyway, here's Jimmy Mouth uh, from the South uh, Heart, uh, who also officiated a wedding later that day. You can read about that at gamesplay.com. How you doing, man? Everything's beautiful. Yeah? Are you excited? You know what? To be around this many years, I'm excited to do anything. I'm going to tell you. So it's all great. But WrestleMania 38, you know, I was on WrestleMania 1 many, many, many years ago. So to be around this many years and still do it, it's been awesome. Okay, so, wow. I, you were, yeah, that's all of the manias. 38. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a favorite moment that stands well, out? number three was great because I went out three, three times on that with my guys. But WrestleMania is the most important because if it hadn't been successful, we wouldn't be having WrestleMania 38. That's true, man. It really like it's when when you watch the like the documentaries, you find out like how much was invested in that first event. Where like if WrestleMania one doesn't work out, there might not be a WWE at this point. And then what's the wrestling industry look like in twenty twenty two without that? Like I said, it would be strange because I don't think there'd be any wrestling anywhere if Vince hadn't kept this thing going for all these years. Because mm -hmm. the small territories would have been already dried up anyhow. Because no, no buildings for them to go in and trying to draw that much money as, as expensive as things are now, you know. And now we're here almost four almost 40 years later. AT&T Stadium, two nights in a row, which seems unthinkable. What are you most looking forward to on the show? You know, a little bit of everything. Uh, uh, of course, uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Bianca Belair, that's going to be great, I think. And then, of course, uh, the match with Charlotte against Ronda. And of course, Roman Reigns and uh, uh, Brock Lesnar is going to be great. It's those feel like they're going to be the the three most hard hitting, painful matches of the weekend. I think you could be right. I, I think it's going to be good. We'll we'll be there, and it's just going to be like, ooh. I waking up the next day as any one of those people sounds like a real. A real you, you know, think about it. I guarantee you, all the people there for that three hours, they're not going to think about what's happening in the world good or bad. Mm -hmm. They're going to enjoy themselves, have fun, kind of go back in time when you were growing up as a kid and with your father and mother watching wrestling or not wanting you to watch it, you know, <laughs> and just having a good time and, and, and sharing that moment. I think it's going to be so special. Well, to that, to that end, how important was it? Like, obviously, the last two plus years have been not great for any of us no, as we've fun. been stuck at home. And, like, even going through the era of wrestling with no audience or with an audience on video screens, how important do you think it is that we're, we're getting to a place now where we're back, we're able to go to these events and have that community with fellow fans that we weren't able to have for so well, I can just tell the, the people that I've taken pictures with just being here a couple of days and signing autographs for, they seem more happier now than they used to be. Mm -hmm. I think everybody took a lot of things for granted, but I think they realized just that quick. You know, in a blink of an eye, it can be all taken away again. So, you know, I'm glad we're having it. Glad we got two days outdoors. The stadium is going to be great. I'm so great for all the the uh, WWE universe. They've just been awesome. Uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about, 
we, we we have a podcast where we almost exclusively discuss like the we, it's none of the serious wrestling stuff. We like the silly stuff. We like the over the top stuff. We like the sort of ridiculous stuff. We're both obsessed with Pasta Mania. Do you remember Pasta, Pasta Mania? Mania, Minnesota? Yeah. Postamania. That was a good time back then, you know. Did, did you eat there? You know what? I never had a chance to eat it because it was closed down so quick. <laughs> they cooked the food and it was gone. I was like, what the heck happened on this, you know? But am I, am I, 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 so I recently moved to Tampa. Right. So I'm in the area. And I, I've heard tell that you, you spend some time Monday at... night, karaoke. Hook loves karaoke. Jimmy, I want to have karaoke. Okay, well, whatever. We've been friends 43 years. Every Monday night. But if you're going to come, you better come early because it's packed every Monday night. Really? We give a ladies' championship belt away for the best singer, we give a men's away. So what do you give the worst singer? <laughs> Pardon? What do you give the worst singer? Uh, a, a, a Hogan's Hangout hat. <laughs> you know? But all of them are pretty darn good, I'll be honest with you. You know, But people like to sing, they like to be on stage, and they have fun doing it. And we have fun doing it on Monday night, so it's great. Now, last thing, I know I said the last thing was the last thing, but like that actually hit me. Do you have any favorite like standout musical moments in wrestling because like A you're responsible for a lot of the music well, and B like you're so closely identified well I was thrilled the other day a guy sent me a thing on Spotify do you realize that Shawn Michaels song that we wrote Sexy Boy has 2 million 200 and something thousand hits and it's, it's legit you look on Spotify it's legit I couldn't believe it I went well I mean I'm probably at least a couple hundred I'm, I'm, yeah yeah <laughs> I'm probably 900 and something million already. I'm doing all the time, but it's great. That's fantastic. And, like, that's a song that will, like, when he came back from retirement mm -hmm. to that, and then kept it, like, it's such a good song. And it's a perfect song to encapsulate that character. Yeah. We, we just, you know, we just had so much uh, fun doing it. We started out with Sensational Sherry doing it. Mm -hmm. Then Vince wanted me to put Sean on it, so we did it. So it turned out good. I'm the one singing the backup. We didn't have girl singers that day. Is that so, really so you? I'm going, sexy boy. <laughs> but I double it four times and put echo on it, so it sounds like some girls going, sexy boy. I had no boy. idea. That's, That's amazing. I know it's crazy, isn't it? What you do to make it work, right? Hey, and it worked. It worked. <laughs> I did it too, guys. It's not very good. Uh, never in a million years, aside from the fact that asking him about pasta mania would come up, that we'd have that chance. Would I ever thought I'd hear Jimmy Hart falsetto some sexy boy Shawn Michaels? Uh, what a day! What a day! Next up, we have uh, my favorite interview from the entire weekend. More so than the couple that got married at uh, Superstore Access. Access Superstore. Sorry, guys. Uh, Emma and John. Yes, I remember their names. Bam. I think that was their names. Sam. Emma and Sam. Okay. Emma and Sam. They're you guys, right? That's your names? You don't listen. Anyway, this was my favorite interview. We, we talked to Naomi. I am a huge Naomi fan. Uh, my wife's a Naomi fan. Chris is a Naomi fan. We're all Naomi fans. Is one way. She was so nice. And at one point, this interview went, this is the longest interview we did. And the handler kept saying, wrap it up. But like Naomi kept wanting to talk and she was just a delight. I have nothing but even more positive things to say about her after this interaction, this interview, which is, that's something exciting. Isn't that, isn't that great? You get through, you're meeting someone that you admire uh, in their profession. This person does a great job. You like what they do. 
and then you get to meet them and they exceed your expectations of them. That is something that does not happen very often in life. I mean, I remember when I was a big fan of Kiss and then I got to interview Kiss and uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley were just awful. Just I did. I despised them, did not like them as people. Uh, that was that's a whole situation. Um, I, I've you know, I've met in this business of interviewing people throughout the years. I've met a lot of people that I've admired and, and none have lived up to my own expectations because we place such high expectations of people that we admire. Um, this was exceeded those expectations. So Naomi is a just a very rad person. Um, so here's that interview. I think I'll probably, I'll probably play most of it. Some of it you can see on GameSpot.com. GameSpot.com. Um, <laughs> That's how we say it now. That, that was uh, a memo that was sent down. You go to see it like this. Anyway, here is most of that Naomi interview. Bye. Congrats, you're going to Mania. Right? And your team, like... This is kind of a team bad reunion a it little is. bit. Like, how's it been for you getting to work, like, working again with Sasha? Oh, my God. Like, awesome. Easy, natural. We have, I think it's easy to, we have such a good um, relationship outside of work. Mm -hmm. And I love Sasha so much. Um, I admire her. I think she has one of the best wrestling IQs in in the women's division, like uh, her psychology and just everything that she puts into this, you know, I, I appreciate and I respect. So to be able to work alongside her yet again at this point in our careers where I definitely feel like we're um, even more on top of our game than we were before years ago in Team Bad and she was new. So just to see like the involvement of Myself, not knowing where I was going to go after Team Bad and um, seeing her become this mega star that we always knew she was. Um, it just, it's just easy and it just feels right now that we're, we're back together. And especially after me getting my ass kicked for like the last six months <laughs> with Sonia and finally getting some comeuppance mm -hmm. on her. Um, I didn't know what was next. And this, I, I, it's, it's sweet to be here with her. Um, definitely wasn't sure if I was going to be a part of Mania this year and uh, where I was going to go, but seems like I always find a way. <laughs> Love it. And also, WWE had the wherewithal to, to put together the people with the two best and flashiest entrances in <laughs> WWE right. together. Are you guys planning anything special for your entrance for Mania? <laughs> well, Spoil everything, please. If you know anything <laughs> about the Boston Glow, we do things a little extra. So you got to wait and see. Well, I actually kind of wanted to ask you about the glow because obviously, like, I, listen, I watched Total Divas, <laughs> and it's it's well documented oh, throughout I that show. It so much. But it was well documented the show. The 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 glow persona yeah. and presentation was your brainchild. It was mm -hmm. your baby, yeah. and you presented it and you figured it out. And now we're here. I, I I'm not like years later, <laughs> and it's become a staple of programming. It's it but it turns into a party for the audience yeah. every single time, and you've gotten to. Con like continually evolve it like how cool is it for you to be able to know like this started with just an idea I had when I was sitting around figuring out what I'm going to do next and now it's like this fully integrated piece of thing that is so closely identified with the product um grateful 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 and it'll never get old to me because I know how hard it was to get to this point I was literally pitching this for like two years and uh, 
another thing that was difficult to get the glow off the ground was that um, there isn't much rehearsal time before the show. Mm. So in order to figure out the lighting and what was going to make me glow, we Hunter Triple H was like really a crucial part in me that happening. But for two years, we just couldn't get the time. And like, they didn't understand the concept of what I was talking about and like the, the cost of everything and the lighting and the turn those lights off. Like all of that, all of that stuff is like, it's time, it's money, it's like, and where I was at my point, it's like, they're not going to give that rehearsal time to, it's for people that are important and people that matter and what's on the show that day, so like, super thankful for Triple H for really finally being like, okay, let's hear this girl out, let's figure this out, and he really worked me through um, the different glow outfits, one was like, I had to charge myself up with a light yeah, in the back, I, like, I, it I was like, we went through some I remember that sleep of just standing it was horrible, it was so horrible. We went through all of that, and I went out there, and it didn't it didn't translate well on TV. So like, it doesn't get old to me because I was like, oh my god, I, I fought for this. It was hard to get this, and like, if it didn't work, I probably wouldn't still be here. So, um, yeah, man. If there's one thing, like, if I could tell people that are coming up or coming in, if, uh just be <laughs> uh, persistent, mm -hmm. and uh, you really got to believe in yourself because I got a lot of no's and shut down a lot about it. So you've had a, a long tenure with the WWE, and you've watched an evolution happen within the women's division. Yes. Uh, aside from your own performances, which have been fantastic, what are you most proud of within the women's division at WWE? Um, I would just say um, definitely the, the storylines that the women are showing that they can carry now mm -hmm. um, the time getting more time is showing that we can we can main event mm -hmm. we can carry two three segment matches we can we can do it we've seen Becky just like gosh just evolve and grow and, and kill it and become this star that she's always been but it's like she's she's carrying it she's mm -hmm. doing it and you see Bianca you know this new star and I mean she's it's she's perfect all the way around right. like so um she might be the strongest human being on the planet I'm, I'm, I'm kind of convinced I'm, she I'm could knock around anybody. Like, <laughs> so, um, like she got guns. Like, I, I no, wouldn't mess with her. It, it's, it's all real, too. Like, there's there's no cap with her. Um, what you see is what you get and who she is. And uh, Charlotte, like, I feel like Charlotte doesn't get enough credit. Um, she, she really is athletically and genetically superior. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen this woman give everything to this for year after year after year and it's it's hard sustaining that that level of mm -hmm. success in that in that spot and it can definitely take a toll on you um but she handles the pressure and the stress and the criticism of it so well and i feel like just watching all of these women um it, it inspires me and it makes me want to continue to grow and be better and say I like this about her I like this about her what makes this her uh, you know what I mean and yeah. like, it just it just keeps you motivated and inspired and I think uh, I'm working with like the best group, group of women ever and you just you just see the talent mm -hmm. getting better and better and better so um, yeah I'm still happy to be here amongst this group of women and still getting opportunities mm -hmm. and still showing up and doing my best to show out as Bianca would say <laughs> <laughs> show up and show out alright so I ended up cutting a couple minutes out but 
Uh, it's because we use that stuff over at uh, GameStop.com. So, uh, thanks, Naomi. I think that's what you say. Anyway, we got another. We had the last interview. Um, I know I probably mentioned Tamina earlier. We're not using the Tamina one because I I used it all for the uh, wedding piece that I wrote on GameStop.com. And um, there's not a lot there that uh, extra that hasn't been already been used. Didn't have a lot of time with Tamina. Um, but we do have Rhea Ripley, which Chris uh, marked out about. Um, should I say marked out? I don't know. Chris was very excited. In the same way that I was excited for Naomi and Jimmy Hart and Austin Tahiri and Becky Lynch again and AJ Smiles. I was very excited for everybody. Chris was that excited for Rhea Ripley. And uh, we got to... I, I don't even remember. It's been a week. A week and a half since these, um, I've actually listened to these, or we did the interviews. Um, I don't remember anything. So, like, when we were playing the Jimmy, when I was just put the Jimmy Hart one into here and I've been editing everything down, I'm like, oh, we asked him about Pasta Mania. That awesome. Like, good job, us doing our job. So, here's Ray Ripley. I don't remember anything that happened. It has been a whirlwind week and a half since then. Uh, so, maybe. I'm sure the interview is great. I mean, Chris does most of the talking during these because uh, I'll be super honest. I was going from work from home in the past 10 years, roughly work from home. Uh, and then two years of not being in public at events. I was very overwhelmed at this kind of presser uh, doing questions. And since Chris, uh, it was I was hard being myself. I guess is the best way to say it. I felt very uncomfortable and anxious up being around so many people. Um, that, that was all weekend for me. It took a lot out of me. I kept falling asleep. Like in the afternoon at the hotel room, I was just kind of like very, very drained because all of my energy was focused on like trying to be me in a situation where I was very uncomfortable just being around other humans. Uh, so Chris does most of the talking. Uh, He's not affected by these same things that I'm affected by. We're all humans. We're all different. Um, anyway, this is Chris mostly talking to Rhea Ripley. Enjoy. Just enjoy it. Sit back and enjoy your life. Hey, congrats. You're going to WrestleMania. Like that's pretty that's that's pretty dope. You've been there before, but you're you're doing it with a newer tag team partner this time. How are you enjoying working with Liz? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. She's <laughs> such a little energizer bunny. <laughs> and I love that about her. Like that's a really good way to It is right. I, I don't know why I didn't say that in any other interview because it's so spot on. <laughs> it really is. Like she's crazy, but I love her and she really puts a smile on my face and she makes me take everything in and enjoy my environment which is something that like I I did but I didn't do to the extent that I'm doing now um, but yeah I, I love every second that I have with her out there we're just having fun at this point <laughs> how like how is it been, has it been easy to find because obviously tag teams need like a, a, a dynamic as they work together you you recently were in another tag team where things didn't end quite as well uh, when the superhero became a villain yep. but uh, like so versus finding the dyna your dynamic with Nikki how's it been finding a, a tag team dynamic with Liv? Um, so with Nikki it took a lot of warming up I was definitely more of a lone wolf and I loved my singles career and I didn't want to be a part of a tag team but I sort of like got asked to help out and then I got chucked in it and then I got stuck in it um, and I grew to love it 
I really did. Like, I, she really grew on me, and I did start to adore her, and she was like my little sister. Like, I just wanted to protect her, and I wanted everything to be okay. I wanted her to be happy. Um, our chemistry together in the ring, I thought it was great, and she was very, very special to me, and I, I loved every second that I had with Nikki until she decided to step me in the back. Um, I just, I thought it was time for me to go on to my singles career again. I just, I was over the tag stuff. I didn't, I just wanted to see what I could do by myself and she didn't really take that very well. Um, but that being said, I still have a love for tag team wrestling. I just really wanted to try and get the Raw Women's Championship back and I don't think she really understood that. But then I got chucked in this random team with Liv and instead of it having that warming up process it's sort of just like I was at the back and I was just thinking to myself like I don't want to do this tag team stuff I told everyone I wanted to be a singles competitor and then she comes up to me and she's like you want to wear my shirt? <laughs> I was like it sort of made me giggle in a way and I was like okay I think we're going to get along <laughs> it, it instantly put a smile on my face and I was like okay I think this might be the one because like we've known each other for a long time too like we've been at the performance center together we've been on Raw together um, so her just being as bubbly as she is and so welcoming and we sort of have the same sort of aesthetic she's just a lot cuter than me um, <laughs> I think it just works a lot better <laughs> honestly Energizer Bunny is the best way to put it because you come out you just see her bouncing around and like so excited she does the bunny hop when I do the stomp it <laughs> pops me every time I don't know how she doesn't twist her ankle especially when she did it in heels oh my oh, yeah. god I was like oh, bro no, calm no, down <laughs> so what's your favorite Wrestlemania moment that doesn't involve you oh man it doesn't involve me I mean I guess I love the match between Sasha and Bianca of course like I as many times as I can I'll always put Bianca over I think she's she's bloody incredible mm-hmm. you know she's so good at what she does and then to have her and Sasha in there as the main event making history incredible I'm just saying I, you, you two might be the most two powerful human beings on the WWE <laughs> like you're both ripped and seemingly could beat up any I want to see like look I know you're I'm sure you get along really well but like I want to see that match so badly yes oh dude I want to as well I really do I want to face Bianca on Raw because we've done it in NXT yeah. and we've had absolute bangers so yeah. like I really want to possibly do it for the Raw Championship Ooh. we'll see if she beats Becky and then maybe I might come knocking I love <laughs> Becky but like I want Bianca oh me like, too me too the, the joy she, like that like she, she I feel has a, a boundless energy and joy to her as well it's just it makes you happy. You yes. can't you can't not smile when you watch her bounce to the ring, swinging her hair around. I every time on live events when her music plays, I find myself doing it in the ring, and I'm like, I hope no one's filming it's this on right now. It's on my running playlist, and I don't know why, but like it gets me going. Like I'm yes. like, yeah, let's go. Yes. <laughs> so what's your what's your very first WrestleMania memory? Oh wow, that's a good question. I don't really have many memories to be honest. Because I just like I feel like I've lived through so much wrestling. I don't know what goes where anymore, mm-hmm. and like also just doing wrestling as well. I mean, my best memories about WrestleMania in general, growing up, is like going to the pub in Australia and watching it with the Aussies, like my Aussie crew from Riot City Wrestling. That was always really exciting. Watching like the Hardys come back, mm-hmm. incredible. The the pub like popped. Um, 
but like from childhood, childhood, it's so hard for me to remember because I can't even remember what I ate yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there, that's it. That's all the interviews. We did it, guys. Well, Chris and I did it. We did all the interviews, and then we, then I edited it all together and sent it to you. And you downloaded and listened. Hey, go rate us and review us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Pi, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, five stars are get off our backs. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Very, very special episode next week. It is WrestleBuddies 100. We are discussing the David Arquette classic. Oliver Platt classic. J. Pantaleon's classic. DDP classic. Ready to rumble. Um, episode 100, even though we've technically put out about 120 episodes. I don't know. We're also coming up on this two-year anniversary uh, of... Wrestle Buddies, which is weird that we've been doing this for two years and uh, we're not canceled. Uh, so we'll have something special planned for then. Uh, until then, we'll see you next week. Uh, Chris, any final words? Robocop. Oh, Chris, you you rascal. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Wrestle Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or Find us over on Twitter at Russell Buddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.